Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to the Mogul Podcast. I'm Tim Bryson, Director of Athlete Education and Compliance, and I'm the host of our show. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning community member, welcome back. As y'all know, the Mogul Podcast is dedicated to educating all NIL athletes and brands on how to ensure compliance, how to maximize NIL activity, and how to make a difference in the ever-evolving NIL landscape. Today, we have a special guest, uh, one that I've known for about almost two years now, almost two years. Uh, they are a tennis athlete up in the Northeast, though they're not from the Northeast, which we'll talk about on this show. Uh, they are someone who's also serving um, in an internship capacity um, in the education space for a mogul um, during the spring 2023 20, semester. And if you have not following this individual on TikTok, it is not too late to do so. And I had them shout out their TikTok now when we get to that point. But without further ado, y'all help me welcome my sunglasses, inspiration and inspo, Vanily Melendez. What's poppin', homie? Hey, how are you? We on the pod, y'all. I told you I'll get you on. <laughs> I'm finally here. Wow. I feel really honored, to be honest. Do you? yeah <laughs> is this your first podcast um well it is the first one with you i had a radio show last semester that was kind of like a podcast too so you know i i talk about myself there but um yeah i mean i always saw you doing it so it was it's always fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta get you on i, I gotta get you on my, pod, my personal podcast too i think we could talk about some more uh not more fun just different fun <laughs> To yeah. cover conversations, especially as it's a non-U.S. Uh, activities. But nevertheless, V, I know you go by V uh, to the public and to the world, and so I'll call you that for the uh, remainder of our show together. But our podcast is separated, right? Separated into three different segments, uh, which we'll talk about NIL, of course. We'll talk about action items that's important for all of our audience to take away from our conversation together. But we start off every segment, excuse me, every show the same way with the same segment, and that's storytelling. Uh, so this opportunity for you to share whatever you feel comfortable um, sharing with the world. And so without further ado, V, what is your story? Well, I am Vanay Melendez, like you already said. I am from Puerto Rico. I am the youngest in my family. We all play tennis. So, um, I mean, my parents, questionable, but they do, they do try. <laughs> um my siblings and I all came here to the U.S. to play I'm the only one that didn't go to the same school it's crazy um but um I always wanted to create my own path so that's why I decided to go to another school um I'm currently a senior at Providence College I'm on the tennis team I'm a senior captain since I mean, now I'm a senior captain, but I was a captain since sophomore year. Kind of crazy to be a captain for upperclassmen, to be honest. But, wow. you know, um, what else? I am a psychology major, marketing minor. I'm on the neuroscience certificate program here at PC as well. And I'm also, I'm applying for MBA programs right now. So um, we'll see how it goes. If not, the plan is to go to Spain and do a neural marketing master. So we'll see. Okay, let me tell you something, V. Let me tell you something. This is all, we're off to a great start already. <laughs> One of my biggest, it's not a pet peeve because it's, it's more so hilarious to me is that people like yourself, right? We didn't follow each other now, which we'll talk about 
probably after I say this part, about a year and a half, we've had conversations about careers and I could, you're just dropping the fact that you might just go to Spain, bro. Yeah. When did you decide Yeah, this? I mean, <laughs> well, the plan was for me to graduate from PC and then go to Spain right after. Yeah. But because we got the fifth year um, because of COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of maybe staying here or going to another school and maybe use it or be a GA in the school or something like that and then get the MBA, which is really good to like open doors in a lot of positions. Um, and then I'm definitely going to Spain because it has been my dream, like going there and study, um, like doing my master's or PhD there. So that's the plan. Okay, we're going to almost stop you right there <laughs> for a number of different things. One, there's, there's a lot to even unpack and unravel there. You know, I love the Spanish language and I'm still learning right now, which we're not going to, yeah. we might practice later. But I want to go back a little bit because you mentioned that you, um, all of your siblings play tennis. Uh, and if I heard you correctly, you said everyone came to the U.S. to play. Yeah, uh, the three of us came. What? Yeah. Where did the first two go? They went to Ryder University. Oh yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. So what? What about Providence stuck out to you? Why Providence? Well, PC. I like that PC was not big. Like Ryder is not big either. But um, I already knew Ryder, you know, and like. The other schools that I visited were really good. I really liked most of them. But then when I came here, it was just like another feeling. Like mm-hmm. when I came, I feel like I was at home kind of type mm-hmm. of feeling. Um, like when I visited, I didn't even speak that much English, to be honest, or I wasn't that confident. So I didn't speak that much. My brother did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> but um it was just like it was really it was really nice meeting the coaches it was so nice like um the campus in general the people the community like we have a rule here that it's like friars open doors for other people or hold doors for other people so like you could see literally everyone wherever you walk holding their door um even if they have to wait like minutes for other people to get to the door stuff but like I just feel like everyone here was like so welcoming and so happy and like every like you walk around and you see people that you know that's what I like the most like there you know there's some days like especially in winter that you feel like kind of lonely because everyone's mm-hmm. like in their in their rooms and stuff but like you still see people that you know around because it's so small and you take classes with a lot of people the classes are really small the professors really get to know you like now that I'm applying to MBAs, I've asked a couple of professors and they're like, of course, I'll write a recommendation a recommendation letter for you. And like, even if I didn't interact in a one-on-one with them, they know me because of um, how small the classes are. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. It was just like a combination of a lot of things. Um, and definitely athletics here is pretty good too. So that was the mo- most <laughs> No, y'all, y'all are solid. I actually have a friend that went to Providence. He always talks about the Friars. Or he says Friars. Friars? Friars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I want to go back to the Spain piece, right? And the reason why it's super important, and I want to make sure I highlight this on this episode, is because there, there continues to be a push for U.S. domestic athletes 
to study abroad, right? Either short term semester is kind of hard. Year long is definitely hard, just given sport and competition schedule. Um, but as someone came from Puerto Rico to the U.S. and now has identified Spain, two questions I have: like one, why Spain? Right? As rhetorical, I mean, obvious that maybe or not be. But then two, what is it about the idea of studying in another country that like has interested you to want to continue to pursue that even after your bachelor's degree? Well, why Spain? Well, I don't know. I always wanted to do neuroscience since like my whole high school period or whatever. Um, and Spain has like everyone I, I interview for like projects and stuff. They went to Spain to study. So I was like, Spain must be really oh. good. But um, when I researched what I wanted to do next, which is a neuromarketing um, master, Spain is basically the only one, the only um, country that have multiple programs. Like there are countries that have some, like maybe one of them, at least of what I found, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But Spain um, have multiple, and then it's also like I have friends from Spain too, so I know like I know kind of the vibe, and like I really like it. Um, I visited Spain this past summer, and I really like it. So um, I don't know. I just like I honestly don't have like a clear answer about it. I just know they're really good at neuroscience, and yeah, I always wanted to go there because of that. I love it. That's enough for me. Last question for you. As you think about your time um, at Providence so far, I mean, not only are you a college athlete, tennis athlete, shout out to tennis, uh, but you've done a lot um, outside of tennis, right? Particularly being involved with SAG. Uh, you said your HRA is the correct uh, abbreviation, yeah. right? A part of the HRA is Res Life, Student Life, you know, Student Affairs Division. As you thinking about wrapping up your time in Providence, right, in Rhode Island, one word or one sentence to really encapsulate, you know, what the last four years have been for you? Um, I think it has been challenging, but um, I don't know how to say that word in English, if I'm being honest. No, like, what, is, I, what is it in Spanish? I took a lot. I, I don't even know it in Spanish. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you have when you know two languages, it's like sometimes you forget in both languages. It's so bad. But um it's basically that I took a lot from my years here. I learned a lot and I had a lot of opportunities here. So um even though it was challenging, I really um I really took the time to get to know people and learn and get everything I could from the opportunity of studying here. Yeah, I don't think there's a word for that in English either. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Segment two, you mentioned it was challenging, right? Um, but you still were able to take away a lot, right? From different opportunities, different experiences, uh, both at your um, institution, but also within the conference and the NCA structure as well, which is how we met. Which we, talk, mm -hmm. we should probably talk about that in a second. But before we do that, NIL was it has was an opportunity, but also has been challenging for some, has been still a gray area for others. Like it's all over the place, right? And as someone who came into college before NIL was a thing, if you will, right? At least legally, um, you've seen like the pre and post, right? You've seen pre-NIL, you've been an athlete during like the COVID pandemic area. Now you're, like, as you think about NIL right now, like what are 
you thinking like what are your teammates like what's like your friends across the big east or the nca thinking like what's been the conversation in in your friend groups your teammate groups to, um to this point well here at pc they they have helped us in the um conversation about nil to educators and stuff up to that point you know like you have to experience it to be able to understand it completely um True. i think in my friend group I might be one of the few that actually try to get NIL deals. Um, I honestly don't know why, but um, I mean, most of my friends are international students, so they can really do um, NIL here, but I had a good experience from what I, from the deals I've had. And I also had like, I apply for a lot of NIL um, deals and then I don't get like any response back. Mm. I don't know why, maybe, it's, I mean, most of my Instagram and like social media platforms are like in Puerto Rico or traveling or stuff like that. So it's not like, I mean, it's like in an exact place all the time. Mm. Um, so maybe it's because of that. I, I'm honestly just like learning now from you and from, other um conversations around campus and around our conference but um yeah that has been my experience so far no i'm glad you brought that up especially the travel piece because i understand that we got connected to the nca student athlete leadership forum shout out to Didi and sable and lamar and everyone else who ran that program um you are someone who travels right and i think you look at my instagram i am someone that travels but being travelers especially being non-us centered minded and even you know residents in your case or natives in your case um nil again it's not a secret to anyone listening to this podcast y'all know i care about international athletes if not as much as y'all or the international athletes as much as others right and so being that you do travel a lot and you do have a lot of international athlete friends in some ways it makes sense that the conversations have been different but as we think about nil now a year and a half in within your international athlete friend group or community is that something that they're yearning for and or have questions about maybe confused as to why they can't participate again I can say this every day and I do say this most days but people are probably tuning me out at this point but as someone on campus like what are you hearing from at least those around you about international athletes in particular about NIL and being able to engage you know how they want to engage similar to their U.S. peers I think it's for them it's really frustrating because they would love to like work or be able to get those deals and have some money because some of them are here like full scholarship that um like they they come here just to study and they mm -hmm. sometimes need the money like um just to, like i don't know make dinner and stuff like that um, for their like normal life but um so it's been frustrating for them especially when they talk to us when they, when we have like when other people come to the school and talk and they have to go to those conversations and those um events here on campus and they're like well this is not going to help me like what am i doing here you know um and they they're also like i've heard a lot of in interest in talking about if they can get nil deals in um, their country how would it work if they're here you know mm, like mm. um because they go there like sometimes during the summer or sometimes they don't even go there so it's like how that like economic 
thing, their visa, like if it, if it um, gets affected by it and stuff like that. And how can they reach out to those companies and um, not teach them, but kind of like tell them what is NIL and having that conversation, like we're like this, I don't know if this is worldwide or it's just the US, you know? So it's like, how can they go to their country, go to these companies they want and be like, this is what's going on in the US in athletics. Mm -hmm. And we would like to do this, but you know, I don't like, I haven't tried it. I haven't heard of anyone that have tried it. So yeah, they're like up in there with that um, conversation. You give me a different uh, PhD dissertation idea, V. Really? You give me, yeah, I mean, that would be dope. If you could, if international athletes are say from, I know someone on your team is from Ecuador. I've been to Ecuador actually mm -hmm. once. I've been, to, I've been to Puerto Rico too. I've been to San Juan. Yeah, you were, you went before you met me. No, did I? Yeah, I think Twins we talked, like you went a couple of months before and then you were yeah. like, oh my God, I went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, May 2021, yeah. I think it was. Uh, but Ecuador, for example, like, you know, working with you know, one of your teammates from Ecuador, I believe their name was Elisa? Elisa? Elisa. Elisa. Yeah. Got it right. Yeah, but saying, like, Elisa, like, yo, here, you can go to back to Guayaquil or go to Quito and talk to an employer and organization about what the NCAA structure is. Like, that would be dope. Like, yeah. from a research standpoint, heck yeah, I would, I would love to do that. Yeah. It would be really interesting. Like, also, like, what if you like they approach the company and they're just like it's for an nil and they're like what like what is it? yes yeah like we i'm pretty sure they don't have that i i think they don't even have that in puerto rico so it's probably just different i mean it's really just influencer marketing or like brand marketing but yeah, i don't i don't know are you in puerto rico I, because in puerto rico we don't have like we do run by the federal federal laws and stuff, but we also have our own laws. And mm. we have like, we don't run by the NCAA or NAIA. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I honestly haven't heard anything from Puerto Rico, so it'll be interesting. Okay, let me know when you want to do your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about that. But on that same on that same line, right? Like you're currently interning with Mogul uh, with us for the spring twenty twenty spring twenty twenty three semester. Uh, you and I talked particularly about NIL education. The 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 topic, the thread, the theme, the opportunity for growth is around diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, with NIL activity, right? As as broad of a topic as mm -hmm. it sounds, that's what it's about. Um, where did that come from? Like, where did that interest come from? Given that, like, though you dabbled a little bit in NIL, some of your teammates, US or non US, may haven't. Like, where did that interest come from, especially for those that may not, for those that are listening that may not know you, right? You have this interest in neuroscience, right? Obviously from Puerto Rico, want to go to Spain, but DEI and NIL, like, not yeah. make it make sense, but help us understand where this comes from, because just step, I know there's a story behind this. Well, I, I'm very passionate about business and DEI, even though I come from neuroscience and psych, it's crazy. My mind is crazy, I'm telling you. Um, I like but it. I grew up in, um, like, my parents own a small business, our business, small business owners, that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I always grew up around them and, like, knowing how they create, like, new opportunities for um, 
underrepresented people and people that actually like need um to be there need to need the opportunity and need the job so when we started the conversation with nil i remember um actually where we met it was like the ncaa um oh, i forgot yeah so we had a conversation about about um nil and i hear all the internationals like yeah like we can't do it and i was like well i didn't know that you know i thought it was like for all athletes in general so once i learned that and once i like got to know a little more and nil got a little more of um form i guess mm -hmm. in like stage i just wanted to learn more for my benefit and for the benefit of other underrepresented student athletes. Um, my teammates, I have international teammates and I have um, American teammates too. And like, it's interesting hearing about like everyone's different experience. Right now we actually, I don't know if it's an NIL deal, but it's like an NIL club or something like that. And people like sign up and they, donate money to the team and it's like a team wow. thing instead of like a personal thing so internationals are able to actually participate on that so it's like very interesting to see all the new opportunities are um rising up now and that's what i want to do <laughs> i want to like create these opportunities for these people and use my passion for business and my passion for dei and just make it happen for more people that's good so we focused our conversation so far international athletes in particular um but as i mentioned before some would argue even some people some athletes at pc may argue right that in nil is not for smaller schools it's not for the biggies it's not for tennis women's especially women's tennis athletes right those are also opportunities for growth to events um and really center equity justice and equality really and inclusion uh, within nil conversations where do you think like what are some other communities in either that I just mentioned and or alongside those that you're thinking about, you know, who we need to think about more critically and more often to center their experience in IL as well? I think um I do when I say underrepresented people, I include women, mm -hmm. uh black student athletes, internationals, LGBTQ community, um I, I am including like everyone who is not um, the majority, <laughs> um, especially here in being in a PWI school, it's like you could see it more that they have more opportunities than us in a lot of things. Yep. But um, yeah, I don't know if I answer your question. I like lost track. But no, you're, no, you're good. I'm saying you're saying you're focused on underrepresented communities, particularly those who aren't white men or white male athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I'm asking is like, in, in addition to particularly international athletes, which we just talked about, probably more at length, now, are there other communities like you, said, you mentioned women athletes, um, definitely tennis athletes, LGBTQ uh, a identifying athletes, which is a huge, 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 huge opportunity. For both conversation and action that we need to take moving forward um, that you're thinking about when you're making decisions that when you're making decisions that are rooted in you know um, inclusion and justice uh, along yeah. alongside us are moving. yeah i'm 
here I work in DEI for athletics, you know, um, especially for athletes, but we have conversation for staff and um, everyone in the department. And I also work for the whole um, school to create events and stuff like that, like create a conversation about um, a dialogue about inclusion, equity, inclusion, and democracy. Um, but it's very interesting and it's very interesting how everyone thinks different, but besides the point, um, I'm really, I like working with everyone, to be honest. And I want, especially here, being Catholic school, being a PWI school, a really small school, I really um, like working and creating events and opportunities for LGBTQIA um, people and um, Black students. So, love that. That's my that's my main focus. <laughs> no, not, nothing wrong with that. But ask another question as it relates to that. Oh, the Big East, right? Mm -hmm. So you're involved with the with Big East SAC, uh, which is super exciting because. Um, SAC, I think, is a huge under under um, utilized and really appreciated um, governing body, particularly within college sport. But your experience in Big East SAC, right? Like, what's been some highlights um, as you as you're meeting and have meetings with them on a regular basis? Like, where do you, from those meetings? Like, what are you seeing as the future of NIL? Like, from your seat, you know, from your school. I want to talk us more about like Big East SAC, but also the future of NIL as you see it right now. So. Um... We don't meet that often, which is kind of weird. I think I think a lot of SAC made, um, or what I've heard, meet more often. But from what I've seen, um, the conference as a whole is not doing a lot of NIL conversation or a, a lot of NIL education. Mm -hmm. But um, individual schools are doing, like Providence is doing, UConn is doing, um, mm -hmm. and those are so far the ones that I know. Um, but um, there's not much conversation about NIL right now in our SAC um, in Big East. We talk more about DEI. Those are conversations that we have talked more um, in the past couple of months and mental health because it's something very important. But um, because of those two topics, I think they're really like strong topics and big and broad. So we we haven't really talked that much about NIL. So the other day we had a meeting and I brought it up and everyone was like, oh, like we like we haven't done anything for NIL, you know? So um, we're actually like in the conversation, me as an intern for Muggle. <laughs> um, we are in a conversation about it to see what we can do and how we can bring that education to other athletes. But um yeah, I'm, I haven't heard much um, from the conference, from other student athletes. I know UConn have a marketplace or something similar, and they also have a platform, but not a lot of athletes use it. That's what I've heard from other athletes. So, yeah. And, yeah, the biggest, it's, it's getting there slowly, but it's getting there. Yeah, I think it's been the theme of other conferences, too, just trying to figure out, like, Where's our place in all of this? Like, are we going to let the schools yeah. do their thing? Are the conferences going to jump in and kind of lead? Um, so like I said, it's been interesting. I, think, I don't think there's any wrong approach at this point, but definitely people are moving you at different mm -hmm. paces. Where do you think we're going in IOS? 
I think I I honestly it, it honestly ha- can go like a lot of ways I think but it's like a great opportunity for all athletes and I think the next step is to be able to include um internationals especially um so they they're able to um those um have those same opportunities that we have um but I think with the education we're giving and the education um other schools are trying to give and just like the awareness that this is going on and you can like we can actually take part of it like even though you're in a small school or even though you play small sport or an individual sport or any sport like you can take advantage of it so I think it's just we're we're actually moving forward with that awareness and I think more the more the athletes know the more we can move forward to other steps like including the internationals I'm with you I cannot wait <laughs> I, I literally cannot I hope it's sooner than later I can because I literally cannot wait um segment three and this is the part that you're a little more nervous about, but I told you you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. We talked um, a little bit about a lot, um, particularly as it relates to, obviously, your interest in uh, neuroscience and definitely going to Spain, NIL, DEI in business, even mentioning your parents are small business owners back in, um, it's not well, the business might be small, but I'm going to say business owners uh, back in Puerto Rico, right? Like, what are three things you want our audience to remember and take away after our conversation together and this could be related to nil you as a human um or just what you want people to know about just the athlete experience in 2023 i would say first don't be afraid of doing what you want um i came to the u.s without basically speaking english like i knew how to do it but i wasn't confident and i'm still here and i'm graduating so just take that step and do it with the fear or whatever you're feeling it's okay to feel that way and you're not alone um second educate yourself um in everything you want i'm like i told you i'm going from psych to marketing to mba to neuroscience i love dei i love business i'm trying to educate myself in all that so it's it's not crazy to choose two different fields. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy to go two different ways or study something and then wanting to work on another thing. It's just do what you want because at the end of the day, it's for you. And this is one of the biggest and one of the only things you can do for yourself. Um, um, get knowledge. And then um, my third one, I have to think of my third one. <laughs> um, I think I had I said a lot in two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say another one. Take your time. Oh, um, I said it in my blog that I sent you, but um, just know that good luck doesn't come. You can construct it, and the NIL. Um, world gives you that opportunity um I think you can do a lot with um what NIL or like everyone us student athletes can do a lot with what NIL gave us um that's from 
getting a deal or creating a connection with that company. So at the end of the day, it's a win-win. Maybe you'll end up working for that company if you don't end up doing a deal, you know? Um, I think it's like, like I said at the beginning, take that step, don't be afraid. And that's how I've been living my life. <laughs> and that's why I'm here. <laughs> Good luck doesn't come, you can construct it. Yeah. I love that quote. Where's sunglasses at? You know, because you thought I was gonna lead this conversation without putting on our famous sunglasses that you I know, have so that. many, but I'm gonna put on the ones that you actually like. No, uh, the hexagons, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. shout out to H. Where do you get yours from? Raven? Yeah. Mine for H and M. Raven. If you're not listening, if you're not watching this podcast on YouTube, just stop uh, listening right now and go to YouTube and look at our sunglasses because they're fire. Uh, but V. Uh, uh, te amo mucho, mi amiga. Uh, muchas gracias, muchas gracias por su tiempo en este jueves. Mm-hmm. Y uh, necesito, yo necesito una camisa de PC. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. I like this. <laughs> you're doing pretty good. Hey, yo, I bless my yo. Help it. I'm gonna cut this part of the podcast so people can hear me talking Spanish for real. But um, cuando, cuando, uh, como se dice, move to Spain. Cuando te mudes. Te mudes a España. Yeah. Come Yo, yo voy a visitar. Your mother will come to come. <laughs> you yeah, have a place God. to stay if you come. <laughs> I'm coming, y'all. V, I love you, dog. I appreciate you. I'm glad to have you as our intern for this semester. Um, anything else you want to share? Drop your uh TikTok, your Instagram, whatever. Oh, LinkedIn. My Instagram. I'm not gonna drop my TikTok because man, that's <laughs> crazy. But <laughs> my Instagram is Van Melendez, which is V-A-N-N-M-E-L-E-N-D-E. Z. So that's my Instagram. That's all I'm gonna share for myself. I'll you, I'll, I'll, I won't put your Instagram. I'll just put your Instagram in the in the notes of the bio. But again, thank you so much for your time today, V. Um, again, I enjoyed learning more about you because I definitely learned some things about you I wasn't even aware of. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you mentioned good luck, right? Um, it doesn't just come upon you. We create it. Um, had I not applied to the leadership forum, had you not applied and, and or been nominated to take part. In leadership forum uh, back in Houston, Texas, 2021, I believe. This wouldn't mm-hmm. even been a thing, yo. This wouldn't even been a yeah. thing. So yeah. I'm glad that we created. This is good. I'm glad that we created that. Uh, tengo suerte, right? Suerte bueno, suerte, buen suerte. Sí, suerte, buena suerte. Yeah. Where does suerte uh, juntos? Because it's because now we're here. Now we are. Look at us. Appreciate you, my friend. Everyone else, man, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mogul Podcast. Um, again, like I said before, the last five minutes that you are listening on audio, um, just stop listening and go to YouTube and look at our sunglasses because they're fire. It's a photo up right there. I uh, look forward to having more uh, conversations about how we can empower um, and educate all athletes and brands on how to help athletes uh, monetize their NIL, of course, while also remaining uh, compliant and making a difference in the ever-evolving NIL landscape. As always, until then, get paid, get mogul. Peace out.